Welcome everybody, filibuster freestyle. NFL playoffs are upon us, and that means we bring back an old friend, I think for the fifth or sixth time, definitely at least the fourth, I'm going with five. Bringing back an old friend, Dan Ruddle, Philadelphia Eagles season ticket holder, and we're going to run through a little NFL playoffs preview. You can check out our archives for past iterations of this concept pod. We've done some good stuff over the years. A little bit more straightforward here in 2022. But without further ado, the theme song and then Dan Ruddle. Subscribe, rate, and review to the Filibuster Freestyle wherever you get your podcasts. And go ahead and follow us on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, at Filibuster Freestyle. Thanks for listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing. And all that jazz. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, ladies and gents. That's the theme song. Promised you. Longtime Philadelphia Eagles season ticket holder. Friend of the pod, Dan Ruddle, and we got him. Dan, how are you, man? Doing well, doing well. How about you, Gav? I'm great. I'm glad to have you on. I, I was saying on the the preamble that I think this is at least the fifth time you and I have tried to make some playoff predictions. Um, we'll probably go a little I bit would more say straight. At least, yeah, at least, right? At least the fifth time, yeah, because I think the first one was perhaps the the Breaking Bad characters. Um, and it went from there. Um, bad job by me this year, uh, having not watched any of Yellowstone. Yeah, I figured Yellowstone was kind of like a show that a lot of people, including myself, got onto during the pandemic. But there's a lot. There's like 40 episodes. So we yeah. certainly weren't going to cram on those. And you'd mentioned Squid Game, which is another viral sensation. I just, You know when you binge something so hard you kind of forget it all? That's where I fall in yeah. the Squid Game category. Completely, and I couldn't. I couldn't name a single character on the show. I could say something like the guy who was the main character, or the guy who was the successful businessman, or the the, the girl who ended up getting, you know, the, who ended up, you know, making it to the final to the four, yeah, semifinal, right? Semi, the final four, for lack of a better. Yeah, the old guy, exactly. But yeah, old dude, yeah, all that stuff. But like, you know, it's there. There were not. I, I couldn't remember any of their names, and honestly, if we were talking about them, I probably wouldn't be pronouncing them right. And you know, yeah, we would have uh, been getting ourselves way, way over our skis. So yeah. and, instead, and any fans of the pod that have not seen Squid Game, there would have been a lot of spoilers. And right. it is a very, very good series, and you would not want to have any spoilers because yeah. Was, and so uh, you know, we've great. done always sunny characters, we've done Game of Thrones characters. I think we did Star yeah. Wars characters one year. So this year, we're going to do yeah. it a little bit more straight, but. You know, the interesting and ironic thing, I think, is that, you know, and we'll get to this, but your your favorite teams in the playoffs, again, after a bit of a hiatus. Uh, my favorite yep. teams back in the playoffs after a hiatus. Um, but really, we should start with the former quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles and the man who lost resoundingly in a must-win game to the Jacksonville Jaguars to not make the playoffs. In the process, and you'll explain this, helping out the Philadelphia Eagles – uh, draft prospects, but none other than Carson Wentz. I you've you've definitely crushed him. I think last year on this very pod, and uh, I yeah. look forward to you crushing him again presently. So let's start with sure. Carson Wentz. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've, I've crushed Carson Wentz and to be fair, I've also crushed the organization. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think that, you know, they, there's, here's what I liken it to, to people who don't understand it. And, you know, it, what I would say is that in the Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles debacle, Carson Wentz and the Eagles brass management, coaching front office, what have you, were a married couple. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles fan base were the kids huh. in that family. And like happens in many divorces, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there, there's blame to go around, uh, on both sides. And, you know, the, but, you know, a lot of times the kids end up feeling resentment towards both sides. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that I have, you know, been, and my, myself and, you know, the fan base at large have been very critical of, you know, some of the, the decisions that they made um, in terms of bringing in another quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, uh, that, you know, the fact that Carson Wentz couldn't finish a season since he first, uh, since, since his, uh, his injury in the Super Bowl year notwithstanding, you know, it, it seemed at odds with their supposed commitment to him. Yes. Um, to, to go out and select a quarterback with the second round pick, you know, especially when there were a lot of veteran quarterbacks that could have been had for, you know, a couple million bucks a year as serviceable backups. Um, you know, ostensibly the, the notion there being that if you're going to be playing with your backup, uh, you're not going to usually be contending. The Eagles being, you know, a, a, a very notable outlier. But, you know, that that's typically not the trajectory. So it was a very curious move on their part. Um, it seemed to drive a wedge between him and the organization. But, you know, I think that it truly was an attempt to secure a cheap, serviceable backup quarterback to fill in for a guy who has had a lot of problems uh, keeping healthy in his career. Um, You know, I, I think people sort of misguidedly make the comparison between the Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers situation, that being that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been in the league so long that, you know, the Packers do at some point have to start thinking about the future. The Eagles weren't really in that position. They were, had just signed the guy to a massive uh, contract um, and, you know, the, therefore sort of the notion being that that was the, they were committing to him as the quarterback of the future. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of head scratching moves there that they made in the in their decision to do what they did. Um, but the Carson Wentz is absolutely not blameless in this situation. In fact, I blame him more. Because, you know, unlike Aaron Rodgers, who went out and made the question of whether or not, oh, is Jordan Love going to come in and take over? No thanks. I mean, he played at an MVP level. Right. And made, left absolutely no doubt that he was their guy. Carson Wentz was the worst starting quarterback in the NFL last year. And it wasn't close. Yeah, he went backwards. You know, there were, yeah, there were guys that were, that, 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 that were not as good as him. But they were not starting quarterbacks, and they sure as hell weren't franchise quarterbacks. Yeah, getting $100 million plus contracts, right. Right. He threw 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Or that that number actually might be flipped. It might have been 15 touchdowns and 16 interceptions in 11 and a half games. He also fumbled the ball a ton. 
he led the league in sacks and hits and pressures and everything. And so by the time he got benched in, um, in week, uh, I think it was 12 versus the Packers. Yeah. Um, he had not just underperformed or struggled. He was putrid, like just absolutely awful. Like it, it would be impossible to look at his performance and be like, yeah, you know, he's having a struggling. He's, it's an off season for him, but you know, we still remember all of the, yeah. the great times of him. It was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, this is like watching him take hits and just like, making all these boneheaded decisions. And it was like, yeah, I, I I don't think that it was a great idea to draft Jalen Hurts, but the level at which he was playing, you don't really have a choice but to see what you have in Hurts because, my God, it can't be worse than what you have in Wentz right now. Right. Um, so he got benched. Um, so they shipped the him out of town. Benched. Sorry? So they shipped him out of town, obviously, to the Colts. It, well, and what did, they, what did they get? Okay. So, backing up for a second, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sucking the air out of the room here, but I have a lot. I, like I said, the, this this situation was really yeah. You got a lot. You got a lot to unpack. So he so he got benched, never saw the field again. Um, but the Eagles, by all accounts, said, "You know what, man? Chalk this up to a COVID season. Nothing's normal. Everything's gone wrong. Things are bad. You know, we're not gonna. You know, you're still our guy." You know, we, we still want you to be the quarterback. We'll fire Doug Peterson because the two of you can't seem to get along. You're our guy. We're getting rid of Doug. Yeah. Um, he still forces his way out vis-a-vis his agent. Says, you know, he cuts off communication with the organization, communicates only through his agent, and basically demands a trade saying that he needs a fresh start. Um, there were talks and negotiations. Uh, you know, the Bears were another team that was in the mix for him, but he ended up going to the Colts. And what the Colts sent over was a third-round pick in the 21 draft um, and a conditional second-round pick that could become a first-round pick if one of the two following things were met. If Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps for the for the Colts this last season, yep. or he plays at least 70% of the, the snaps this past season and the Colts make the playoffs. Yep. So, you know, Eagles Twitter was a buzz all season long with this whole Wentz snap count tracker and everything. And he, you know, by all accounts, you know, he played enough snaps by, you know, early December to make it a done deal that they were getting a first round pick. But, you know, at that time, the Colts were rolling along. They were, you know, on the back of Jonathan Taylor because Wentz was still doing Wentz things like making boneheaded, you know, right. deciding that he was going to try to throw underhanded with his non-throwing hand and, you know, throwing interceptions in the end zone, you know, doing really, really dumb things. Um, but, you know, Jonathan Taylor was so good uh, that, that they were able to overcome a lot of that stuff. So they were steamrolling people. Um, and so it was looking like that pick that was going to come to them. Yeah, it was a first rounder, but it was going to be somewhere in the twenties because the Colts were, you know, looking like they were going to make a, a playoff appearance. Yep. And then then they didn't. Then they didn't. <laughs> they lose to to the Raiders, who you know, hats off to that organization for for getting into the postseason after the after the you know sort of rudderless season that they had. Yep. You know, good, good on them for getting in. Um, 
But then they faced a win and in situation against the Jags. And you're like, man, you... They're going to get in. You're, they're going to get in. There's, there's, no, there's no possible way. It's just like, okay, just slay them in. You know, great. The Eagles are making the play. At this point, the Eagles have made the playoffs already. You know, you're just happy that you have meaningful football to watch in January for our team. Yeah, you get another third, you know, you get another first round pick next year, but it's going to be in the 20s. But, you know, good first round draft capital is always good to have. And <laughs> the, I guess it was the middle, you know, the second quarter that I was sort of watching on red zone because uh, I was out and about taking our daughter to play practice and whatnot that I saw like, the wheels coming off it was he threw a really bad pick um on the sideline threw another pick in the middle of the of the middle of the field that ended up getting reversed i think and then on the first drive of the third quarter he coughs the ball up and once i saw that i was like it's over yeah, they're going to lose today. Shell shocked. Yep. They're going to lose, and and like it, th- that game was never competitive. No, I think they scored eleven points, but the the, the eleven the last eight came in garbage. Yeah, it was garbage time. They, Absolutely. They were, yeah, they were. They had three points until middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah. So they they basically uh, hand you a pick in the teens now, right? Yeah. So we have a fifteen from the Colts and the sixteen from the Dolphins. And the Eagles pick, if they lose on Sunday, they will pick 19th with their own pick. Um, but if they somehow find a way to win, they it'll be in the 20s. But if they find some a way to win, then, you know, you're feeling pretty good. Well, that's what you want anyway. I mean, if, if the worst pick you're going to have is your own pick, then it's house money. Yeah. So you got to be feeling yeah. good about the draft. Feeling great about the draft, feeling great about my team. And yeah. you know what? The schadenfreude meter with me, with Carson Wentz, absolutely redlined mm. because there was, you know, there was a, there was an article in The Athletic that, um, that talked about just kind of a lot of the stubbornness and hardheadedness and bad teammate uh, tendencies that he had in the locker room yeah. uh, that came out that a lot of people, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, this is conjecture. This is all rumors and stuff. But like, over the course of the five years that he was here, like things bubbled to the surface and some themes kept reoccurring. So it's like you hear that, you know, rumbling once, then you know you can kind of you know look at it with a skeptic's eye. But if it keeps coming up, man. You start to really think about it, and like it, it just kind of came up, became apparent that like the dude is, you know, he's he's got incredible athletic ability. He's got a cannon for an arm. You know, he could, you know, prior to him, his ACL injury, he could make great plays with his legs. But he decided that, you know, I I think what happened with him is that he decided that he was a big fish in a small pond when he played at North Dakota State. He was the best thing since sliced bread. He was this awesome quarterback. He he fit the he fit the mold for what a, a quarterback's supposed to be in the league with his size yeah. and with his and with his arms skills. That he said, you know, screw you. I'm not taking coaching. I know what I need to do. I just need to, you know, examine film and get better at it. And he became uncoachable. Whereas, you know, if you, if he's in a if he's in a Nick Saban offense. No, no, you sit your ass down if you're playing like this. You don't get to dictate how this game goes. I do. I'm the coach. So I don't think he ever got that kind of coaching in college. Yeah. Ended up coming to the pros. You know, he played really well in his first season. He 
you know, if he doesn't get hurt in 2017, becomes the MVP. I'm, I'm convinced of it. Um, well, and then he just decided that like those two years were proof positive that it was all on him and that he did not need to be coached. He did not need to take advice. He did not need to change anything about the way he played the game. And well, yes, he could make some really good things happen. You know, he also did a lot of things. And in the case of that Jags game, he directly cost them that game. Yeah. That's the worst part is um, you've got a team that clearly Taylor, their running back was having a borderline MVP year. All you really have to do is not turn the ball over, and he probably bails you out against a horrible Jaguars team. Horrid. But if you turn the ball over against another professional football team, no matter how much they want to be on the golf course or how bad they've been all season, if you keep coughing the ball up like that, Jonathan Taylor can't save you because the ball's not in his hands. So, yeah, I mean, right. he, he he's given you guys a lot of gifts, though, I think, because honestly – I do agree he probably would have been the MVP that year, but he got hurt yeah. and, you know, backup quarterback caught fire and you won the Super Bowl. And then four yeah. or five years later, he gives you uh, what should have been a, a, a pick in the 20s and <laughs> gives you the 15th pick in the draft. So, yeah. you know, he didn't do anything for you directly that was, uh, you know, it resulted in a Super Bowl championship that night yeah. or uh, the 15th pick, but he indirectly helped you a lot. Well, I, in 2017, the Eagles were the first overall. They were the, the number one seed in the NFC. Correct. Yeah. They don't. They don't beat the Vikings on the road. They don't beat the Falcons on the road. You know, they they didn't play. They didn't play an away game. You know, theoretically, until they went to Minnesota to play the Super Bowl. But I mean, that crowd. I you know I have a number of friends who were at that game said it felt like it was 64 Eagles fans there. So, you know, it was you know, they. His contributions in 2017 were absolutely not insignificant, and I think you he deserves credit for setting them up to win a Super Bowl. You know, yeah, uh, but because you know, without home field advantage, I, there's no way they. I, I don't think they win. Yeah, that's they fair. Win a single road game, let alone a couple road games in the playoffs with Nick Foles. I mean, they were. I, I don't know if you remember this or if you watched the game, but. They were losing in the first half of that Atlanta game. Yeah, I watched and that game. Foles threw a, a pass over the middle that I forget who the D-back was from Atlanta, but it bounced off his knee. It was like it was like the immaculate reception. It bounced off his knee. Torrey Smith catches it. It was like a third down pass. It would have been incomplete or picked. Torrey Smith catches it and runs for a first down. Yeah, I remember that you one. Know, a lot of things broke their way. Right. Like... Well, yeah, but I think yeah, I think Carson Wentz was by virtue of doing almost all the work and then handing the baton to somebody else because he was injured. I feel like that was another thing that when you know (laughs) he just seems to shrink from competition, and I feel like the fact that his backup quarterback got to win the Super Bowl and get a statue in front of the stadium, I just don't think he ever got over that as an outsider looking in. I don't think he ever got over that. Well, I don't, and you know that's that's got to be tough. That's got to be a tough pill to swallow. But like, I, I, I'm sorry, I kind of don't care. You're 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 an elite athlete. Oh you yeah, no, that's the thing. Is a, a real a real a real athlete would have gotten over it. And but instead, he moped right. and then he moped and then he moped his way to Indianapolis and then he lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. So and, and then he, and and like through the all the while, like there was another thing that was reported from another, you know, about him like 
taking shots at the way people in, in, in Philly are. It's like, no, dude, we wanted you here. We cheered for you. We stood up for you. Like, we defended him to a fault. You know, it was always, oh, you know, their offensive line isn't good enough. They don't have enough playmakers. They don't have enough people to catch the ball. You know what's really interesting, Gavin? Take a look at what the offensive line ranking was for the Colts last year, and then take a look at what it is this year. And it's all about pressures, hits, and sacks. Well, the exact same thing happened with the Eagles offensive line with Wentz at quarterback. Because you know what? Sometimes the offensive line sucks and they get their quarterback hit a lot because they're you know Swiss cheese. And sometimes the offensive line is really good, but the quarterback doesn't know how to move in the pocket. The quarterback doesn't know how to feel pressure. The quarterback doesn't know when to throw a ball away and live to face another down. So Carson Wentz held on to the ball a whole lot and got himself hit and got himself sacked and got himself into the kind of trouble that made his offensive line look really crummy. And he did the exact same thing with the Colts O-line this year. Yeah, exactly. When the Quentin, Col- Nelson is one, Quentin Nelson is probably the best interior offensive lineman in the league. And he, and it, it, it seemed like, you know, that team was, you know, that pressure that, that he was under fire all the that Wentz was under fire from pressure up the middle all the time. Yeah. Well, so, so, I think if you go back and look at that, you'd see a bit, a different story. Yeah, Sorry, for sure. No, you're fine. So I was just saying, so if it wasn't for the Colts having a singular talent this year at running back, I just I think instead of just missing the playoffs, they probably miss it by four or five games. But they were absolutely electric there for about six weeks straight, and it was mainly because of Taylor, the running back. Uh, you know, and that's absolutely. that's how it works. So it's safe to say the temperature in Philly's got to be really optimistic. Just about, I mean, I don't think anybody thought the Eagles were going to make the playoffs necessarily this year. <laughs> Uh, oh, I had no expectation. Of right, that. that's what I figured. Yeah, uh, I mean, your your wine wall and dragons co-host and I and Larry uh, chatted a number of times before the season started. Said that we think that this is probably a six-win team. Yeah, with upside of maybe eight. Um, but you know, things fall your way. Like they they faced a murderer's row of teams going up uh, in the first half of the season. And uh, you know, they, they they played some absolute trash teams down the stretch. But you know, you play who's on your schedule. Well, that's how it works out. I mean, you look at the Dolphins. The Dolphins were one and seven, and then they were eight and seven. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like uh, yeah. <laughs> you just you don't get to you don't get to. It's not like college where you get to kind of pick. Oh, the first three games will be easy, and then we'll start conference. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, you get who you get. You're injured. You're not injured. You've got COVID issues. You don't have COVID issues. And to your point, sometimes you get five or six in a row against great teams and, or bad teams and sometimes it's more evenly distributed but but yeah I mean they, yeah. they you know they were they got to the point where they they got in the playoffs with a week to spare and you know could take it easy against Dallas which is great because all that game's gonna do is potentially get people hurt so so yeah now yeah. you're now you're sitting there you're in the playoffs you got to be feeling good about it and uh it's nice to have a a playoff appearance when in a year when you're not expecting it you know what I mean sure and you get your young guys' playoff experience, so right. That, you know, and you like never, really and you just never know, because like some no. team does come out of the conference, some team does win the Super Bowl, and it's not always the team of destiny or the team that's supposed to win it, right? So, yeah. So that's got to feel I good. Even remind you, I'll even remind you of the team that uh, was it? Was it the was it the 08 or was it the twenty eleven uh, Giants? 
that was like the wild card. Which, which oh, it was both of them. They're, they're, I think they were. Six, I think they, they were. The, they, I think they were the sixth seed both times. Uh, oh, wow. They definitely were the first year. The first year they were in 07, 08. But the, the, the year that they beat the Packers in Green Bay, and it was like four degrees. Yeah, that was, was like that was the 07 season. That was the 08 playoffs. Yep. And that's, that yeah. stuff happens. I mean, Green Bay shouldn't be losing that game at home. I mean, and, and it happened last year with the Buccaneers, who shouldn't have won the Super Bowl, let alone been in it. They had to win three road games, including Lambeau, and they did. So yeah. anyway. Um, but they have Brady. So let me let me ask you this. Yeah, sir. Um, well, here's a fun fact, first of all. Uh, so Jimmy G, Tom Brady, Mac Jones, all in the same playoffs. I don't know if there's ever been – the playoffs where three guys drafted by the same franchise started for three different teams in the same playoffs or not. But for a guy who can't draft a wide receiver for a lick, Bill Belichick, pretty decent, <laughs> pretty decent quarterback drafting. But here's a fun fact. I was doing some research. Super Bowl is 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. Either Brady or Jimmy G have been in five straight Super Bowls. Is that right? Yeah. It's wild. Wow. The one that Brady hasn't been in, Jimmy G was in. And was one long throw to Emmanuel Sanders away from maybe beating I'll the Chiefs. I'll be damned, yeah. That's right. And so now you've got a really trendy first-round matchup with 49ers at Cowboys. Um, this is a little bit a little bit out of order, but are you buying the 49ers love fest that's going on? Or do you think it – you, you see the Cowboys a lot because obviously they're an NFC East team. Yeah, um, and you know my 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 opinion on this might be biased because I despise the Cowboys. Sure, um, as I think every red blooded non yeah most people do. DFW area resident should. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't know, man. Like I think the Cowboys, as much as I hate to admit it, I think have a Super Bowl ceiling. Okay, you know I I think that they very well could represent the NFC in the Super Bowl and that pains me to say but I, I, I don't know you know I, I, I having watched a good bit of the Niners too because you know no one wants to hear about my fantasy football team but I watched a lot of not as much Niners as I could because I was just fortunate enough to have Debo Samuel on my on my team Got it. that guy is electric and he adds an element to the team that really yes you know allows them to run a really diverse really interesting high octane offense and he presents problems because you can line them up in the backfield and they actually use them as a running back a good bit too um and you know i i i absolutely think that they have a chance i think they have a better chance of beating uh of beating dallas and the eagles to a beating tampa mm-hmm. but i think that you know in dallas i i have a hard time seeing it but you know i i you know, Michael Gallup's injured. Their offense has sputtered uh, a good bit down the stretch here. Um, you know, the the Cowboys. I, I mean, I, I would not buy the. You know, that last week was a statement win for the Cowboys because they were playing against guys who literally have never. Yeah, definitely not. Played they were playing against backups no because way. the Eagles were resting everybody. But there is something to be said for a team putting up the kind of points that they did on on the Eagles, even if it's just, you know, they are practice college players because after all, they're in the NFL. These are still the most elite athletes on the planet. 
if they're putting up those kinds of points on other teams, it could be a confidence boost. But it's not the same as them putting up 51 points that on on the Eagles starters. Um, but yeah, I, I I have a hard time seeing the 49ers winning, like I said, but it's certainly in the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen Dallas teams underachieve, especially down the stretch and in the postseason here since the since the turn of the century. Um, don't be surprised if they do it again. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like for Dallas, you're right. They're, they're, they're talented enough to, to appear in the Super Bowl for sure. But they also, mm-hmm. yeah, they, there's about 25 years straight of history of them choking in the playoffs early when they're supposed to be good. So I right. think if they can get over the hump against what would be a, a very game Niners matchup, then, yep. then they might be able to make noise, but I also could see them being a one-and-done. And in the first game in the playoffs really should be a bit of a litmus test for them because, again, the talent's there, but it's the game planning. Mike McCarthy's the coach. It's the clock management, all those things. So Yeah, he's a bozo. Kellen Moore is the engine that makes that, that team run. Sure. He's, he's a mouth breather. I don't know if – I don't understand why he doesn't seem to be able to close his mouth on the sideline, but he's always got his mouth open. But you know, he, he's a hell of an offensive coach, and he makes that team. And then Dan Quinn's a good coordinator, so Mike McCarthy is, you know, he's a figurehead. Yeah, for sure. Which else, is very no, it's a very a Jerry guy. Jones move, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let me ask you this, and we'll get into matchups in a second. Besides the Eagles, do you have a team that you're either pulling for, or you feel like? is really legit and, and is, is like your favorite to to go to the Super Bowl out of either of the two conferences? Um, man. I I hate to say this because you're my friend and I have so many Patriots friends, but I would really love to see the Bills do something. They've been Got so it. they've been so downtrodden for so many years and like this feels like they're probably their most legitimate shot. Uh, at, at making a, a deep run, um, at least for a number of years. Um, so I, I would like to see them be able to achieve something. Um, I like the Bengals a lot too. That team is really, really, really exciting. Joe Burrow, I think, is yeah, they're fun. Yeah, you know, I I was so disappointed that that the Chargers and Raiders didn't tie the other night because I so wanted to see Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow playing in the playoffs. Maybe not. I mean, I don't even know if they would have played against each other or what, but I would, you know, Justin Herbert and, and Joe Burrow, I think, are the two best young quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I, I don't know if you count Mahomes as a young quarterback. I think Mac Jones has some potential, but, you know, there's things are yet to be seen with him. He's got to put it together consistently. But, yeah, I. I I, I would like to see the Bills do something. Obviously, I want the Eagles to do something, um, but I think I don't, I don't think they're ready. Um, other NFC teams, no. I, I guess I could root for the, the Cardinals a little bit uh, because of the Zach Ertz connection. But, yeah, there you uh, go. If they, if they don't do anything, I don't really care. Yeah, that's fair. I'll um, get to the yeah. I'll get into the Cardinals in a second because they're they're a head scratcher of a team. But I would agree with you on the yeah. Bengals. The Bengals piece a little bit. I, I think there's a very good chance. They win by a lot against the Raiders. There's also, you know, that weird mix of the Raiders basically just played a playoff game and the Bengals yeah. lost to the Browns last week playing their, their backups. And sometimes, you know, you lose to Case Keenum and, 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 who, and the Browns and who cares and you're ready to roll and it's cold in Cincinnati and it's not cold in the Dome in Las Vegas. And maybe maybe the Raiders had their Super Bowl last week, but maybe 
the Raiders became a team of destiny last week, and we're going to find out Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, but I agree that you know the Bengals would be a really fun team to root for if you know, in my case, the Patriots were to be done on Saturday night, which you know I think is better than average chance they will be um, this particular year. Because like the Eagles, I had zero playoff uh, plans for the Patriots uh, when the year started, and certainly not when they were one and three um, yeah. at all. And obviously then they had a nice little schedule run and got themselves into a really good spot and then obviously kind of came back to earth. But Bengals are exciting and fun. Who, so you, you thinking Bengals pull that off at home in the elements to start yeah, making some picks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'd say more often than I not. Do. I agree with you. Um, There's not going to be any weather concerns until Sunday night, and I think they, they're the Saturday night game, yes? Saturday afternoon, yeah. They're still, okay, yeah, they're the four fifteen game. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. I don't see any 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 like inability to throw the ball. Um, you know, that Raiders defensive line can be disruptive. That Max Crosby dude is uh yeah. is pretty he's a pretty uh he's a pretty good edge rusher. So if he can make Joe Burrow uncomfortable, um, you know, I, I think they've got a chance, but you know, they I mean Joe I mean They've got enough weapons, you know, both in the intermediate and short range passing game. And oh, by the way, if you bring your safeties up, Jamar Chase is going to go deep on you three times. Um, yeah, they. I think that I, th- I think they handle business against the Raiders. Yeah, that's fair. I, and I, yeah, and Joe Mixon's pretty damn good too. Yeah, they've so. got a lot of talent on their team for sure. Yeah, um, a horrible human being, but. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's back. the you know that's the kind of suspension of dis- disbelief people use as fans, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so you know, you, you mentioned the Bills. I do think uh, I definitely felt a little bit more warm and fuzzy for them last year because you know the, the Patriots won, were out of the playoffs, and just were yeah. a non-factor. And so it's like, yeah, have a have a season, guys. But you know, they uh, they ran into a Chiefs buzzsaw last year, and we'll get into the Chiefs in a minute. But I do think Bills Patriots. The Bills are the biggest edge at the most important position by far, which is quarterback right now. To your point a minute yeah. ago, uh, you know, Max's a rookie. He will get more he's, – he's bound to get more consistent than he's been this year. But, you know, Josh Allen in year whatever it is, four, is yeah. at the peak of his, his powers. He might continue to get better, but he can do it all. You know, like you said, he's, he's, got the, he's got the legs. He's got the probably best arm strength-wise in the business. Um, he's what Carson Wentz should have. Correct. Been. He was going to say he's a rich man's Carson Wentz if Carson Wentz was yep. was healthy and didn't yep. get hurt. And yeah, so I think if the Bills play their best game, they they have way more paths to winning the game. And, and to your point earlier, going deeper. Um, yep. Eagles at Bucks. So you're not again. You're clearly pulling for the Eagles. You clearly want them to win. You clearly hope it happens. But you don't. You don't see any like gleam in uh, your boy Sirianni's eye or anything like that that makes. Um, you... here's what I'll say. I, it's it's a long shot. Yeah, but you know, I, I think that they. I don't think they're ready. I think they could steal a playoff game. Yeah, um, because when you look at what they do well. And more to the point, what Tampa does not do well is defend against perimeter rushing attacks. Yeah. If, I mean, running through the middle against Vita Vea is, that's stupid. You know, you're not going to do that with Derrick Henry and you're sure as hell not going to do it with Miles Sanders or even Jordan Howard if he plays or Boston Scott. Um, 
that said, if you can get, uh, if you can clear out your your offensive line and get them to the next level and have Miles Sanders attacking on the perimeter, they can eat up big chunks of yards and they can chew up the clock. More importantly, the only way you, the only way you're gonna you're, their key to success is, you know. You know, number one scoring touchdowns. You know, you know, hashtag analysis. Um, yeah, you know, they need to score touchdowns. They need to keep Brady off the field as much as they can, and they need to trade a couple bucks possessions. They need to be able to trade touchdowns for field goals. Sure. If they can do that, they have a chance. Um, yeah. If they. You know, I, I think that they need to be able to make Brady feel uncomfortable. You know, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, um, if you listen to Philly Sports Talk Radio, there's a lot of idiots out there that say, you know, send two guys up the middle against Brady. And it's like, okay, well, then he, he has Well, here's the thing, thing with Brady. It, it, very it, good tight ends. It depends who the two guys are, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the, 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 the lines that have gotten to him over the, the years – have been exceptional lines, right? Like, yeah. And so you can't just like, oh yeah, throw two guys up against the center; it'll work. Like, they better be studs, or you better have an edge rusher and a tackle who are studs. Or, to your point, he's got tight ends. He's, you know, it's it's just if you if you don't have to keep an extra man in, or if you can't rush with four, he will figure you out. Now he might make a mistake. He might throw a pick. He might fumble the ball. He might, you know, whatever. But yeah, you yep. can't just rush, rush four and hope and like, oh, that's the way to beat him. It's like we have to rush the right four guys, you know. Yep. But but yep. again, if you have the right four guys, and, and I don't know enough about the Eagles line, then there you go. It's a well, very simple, a, very simple strategy if you have the right personnel. Their best edge rusher, um, Brandon Graham, blew out his Achilles in the second game of the year. Um, you you remember Brandon Graham probably not nearly as fondly as I do, um, as the guy who strip sacked Brady in the fourth in the Super Bowl. Um, he's been out all season, and if there you know there, there's of all the position groups on the team, I would say that the D line has underperformed the most. Right. They've been the biggest disappointment. You know you have a, an aging Fletcher Cox who is uh, you know he, he's He's not playing out of position, but he's playing a different scheme right now yeah. uh, than he was used to. So, you know, he's he's trying to get upfield and he's trying to get pressure on the quarterback. He's drawing a lot of double teams, so he doesn't show up on the stat sheet a lot. But he's, you know, he's still a formidable guy to deal with, and he does present problems for offensive lines if you have a guy who's not seasoned. But then again, you know, most of the time he's going to be lined up against Ali Marpet, who's one of the best interior alignment in the league right. so uh, it's you know he's he's got to have a big game he can't be a non-factor Javon Hargrave has been awesome he's been really good he's the few of the like he's the only guy on that of uh, on that line who has played uh consistently well you know a guy like Josh Sweat has flashed and been good he's one of their DNs and their 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 uh their pass rushers who has flashed at times but has also gone missing and then Derek Barnett um has done some good things, but he more often than not shows up in the wrong ways by drawing stupid penalties, whether it's an offsides or a personal foul or, you know, it's, he's been, 
he, he's been a very, very frustrating player to watch this year. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it, it's a crapshoot. Um, I will yeah. say this: at some point, the Buccaneers' magic from last year will will wear off. Uh, I, I I literally thought they would lose every single one of their playoff games last year, and I was wrong four times in a row. Um, at some point, you know, the law of averages comes. Watching back. Brady as long as you did, you thought they were going to lose. A ton of playoff games last year. Like I, I literally bet against. Well, I didn't. I didn't actually wager money, but I thought. I thought they were going to lose all four of their playoff games last year. Because honestly, I, I thought they were going to lose their first one, and I'm like, okay, they got lucky. They're going to lose their next one. Because you got to remember, they were like a five seed. Um, they were, yeah. They who lost they, to the. Who they, did they play in the first round? I mean, I, the, I don't, did the Saints win the division last year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because the Bucks hadn't won the division since '07. So yeah, so. They, the Saints always have their number, including this year when they have no quarterback. They beat them nine yeah, to nothing. So that's my point. Is I just was like, well, they have their number. They're playing in the dome. They're not going to win. Okay, my bad. Oh, they got sent to Lambeau Field. They'll definitely lose up in Lambeau Field. Oh, nope, not true. And then you know the rest is history. So, um, but I definitely had them losing to the Chiefs too, and the Chiefs laid an egg. So I just think yeah. at some point the law of averages comes back. But I also am predicting that whether it's the Bucks or, or whomever else. One of these two conferences will be thrown into chaos by the end of next weekend. Uh, I do not see this thing being shock on both sides. I can't tell you what's going to happen. I think it's way too volatile to try to pick, but I think it's way too volatile for shock. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so we talked about Niners, Cowboys a bit. Steelers, Chiefs. I think we can spend one second on this. Uh, Yawn. Yeah, the Steelers should not be in the playoffs. The Chargers should. It sucks, yeah. but it is what it is. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this about the Chiefs, though, because assuming they're going to win this weekend, have they flipped the switch back to what they were, or are they on the fumes of a four-year run that they're just good enough to kind of keep coasting mm. until they get smashed? I think if they play, uh, I, I, I think that they've they've got enough to beat the the Steelers. Oh, they'll beat the Steelers. Win in the divisional round. I don't see them winning in a, an AFC championship. Yeah, because they're either I mean, going to have to seen, beat Buffalo. You've seen enough cracks in the armor this year yeah. with them. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's I, it's like between having to beat Buffalo, probably, uh, the Titans at some point, in Tennessee, probably, maybe with Derrick Henry, uh, and whoever else the scenarios might be, the Bengals, you know, who have firepower that can match the Chiefs. And they just beat him two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Um. I kind of go back to my, my Buccaneers feeling last year, which was like, at some point, you're going to have a bad game and not be able to come, that, come back from the 10-point deficit or the 14-point yep. deficit. But until that happens, yeah, I mean, they are typically penciled in for the Final Four in the last four years. So we shall see. But I do think they've made a market improvement clearly from the beginning of the season. I just don't know how much they have left. So that brings me to the final game of the weekend, the, Monday, the first ever Monday night playoff yeah, game. Yeah, how about that? Cardinals, which it's shocking how wildly their highs and lows are, versus the Rams, also shockingly how wild their highs and lows are in terms of production. Yeah. The Rams are the better team, I guess, by a little bit, but and it's in L.A., which doesn't really mean anything either. Um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean squad. I wouldn't be shocked if either team won this game. I wouldn't be shocked if either team the team that won this week got blown out next week, or I wouldn't be shocked if either one of these two teams was the NFC's Super Bowl representative. Do you think all three of those things are fairly on the table? Um, I do, yeah. 
I, I think that um, it, it it's so interesting to have watched what's happened with um, with uh, with Matthew Stafford these last several weeks. He has not been good. No. Um, it, it's almost like he and Jared Goff have switched bodies uh, for the last <laughs> quarter of the season. And yeah, like I, I don't know what the hell the deal is with him, um, but they seem to be getting healthy. Did they? Am I? Do I remember correctly? They got Cam Akers back. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they they have him back and they got Sonny Michelle running the ball, I mean they they're not lacking for weapons at all. And no, they on paper they should be the best team. In- yeah. Talent-wise, and, and, and Stafford has got a cannon of an arm. He can he can push the ball downfield to those guys. Like I don't see, I it, it, he seems to be when he plays well. He seems to play well with precision and in a way that will make him very difficult to beat if he's on that same path in these games. Yeah, I don't know what the hell happened with Kyler Murray here at the end of the season. I just think he gets digged up, and he he has to be physically perfect to be effective. I think he's just yeah, he's so it's like he's a smaller dude than like than we are by a lot, and yeah, you know we're not. Anywhere close to being the height of a prototypical quarterback. I know I'm not. You're a bit taller than I am. But speak for yourself. Yeah, but the bottom line is <laughs> this guy is like 5'8 in the program, which means he's probably 5'6 and a half, which is yeah. totally fine when he's 100% right. But when he's not 100% right, and then you take DeAndre Hopkins out of the lineup, it just changes everything. But you've got other, yeah. good, you've other good weapons, but when you have a singular receiver and when Kyler can do all of his things in his toolkit, they're so formidable. But I just don't so I think he's been happens right now. It's Christian Kirk, it's James Conner, Zach Ertz, who, who else? Like what who's he got to throw to? I mean I, I don't even really remember. I don't really remember. Like that's the problem. Yeah, I, that's 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 kind of what I'm getting that's at. That's the problem. Like, yeah. like most of the guys that he's throwing to anymore are just guys. Right, like and so they're if they're just guys and he can't run like around the way he normally would, exactly. He, no. But, I, you know, again, I think full strength, they're a fun, very fun team to watch, and they're scarily good, but they're just... Both these teams have trouble playing for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's... Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and so someone has to win this game, and as I said a minute ago, either one of them could win again next week or get blown out next week. I, you know, it just, these are such, this, the Cardinals and the Rams couldn't be bigger crapshoot teams in terms of their ceilings are so high and their valleys are so low. Yeah. So, waiting in the yeah. wings, the two one seeds, Dan, the Titans and the Packers. Um, yep. Do you like these one seeds as potentially dominant one seeds? The Packers, yes. The Titans, no. I think that's fair. Very I, fair. I mean, the, the Packers have been nasty. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is a scumbag, but I, you know, you can't deny how really just dominantly good he and that whole team have been this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Titans, I don't know. I, I, if Derrick Henry comes back, yeah, I can right. See well, that changes everything. All the rumors are that he's, you know, kind of running at full speed, but you know that's. In practice, that's not in pads. That's not, you know. Right. Um, I I just don't know with that team. Like they they go in and basically end Brady's career in Foxborough a couple of years ago. Yeah. 
Um, but they just, I, I can't put my finger on them, Gavin. I, 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 I don't know if it's that, that Vrabel's just seems kind of aloof sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they absolutely could be really good. Yeah, of course. they could. But I think that the AFC is loaded with firepower right now. Right. Whereas the NFC is full of teams that, that are like, there's going to be a lot of three yards and a and a and a pile of dust following a lot of these games around. Whereas these AFC playoff games, you know, once you get through that the the, the slog of that of of Pittsburgh. Pretty much everybody else in the AFC, they're going to be track meets. Like there's going right. to be points scored in those games. Like hammer the overs if you're a gambler on those ones. But you know, I, you know, is, does does defense win championships anymore? I don't know. Well, the, the, I think and what the happens last is time it, I saw my team win a championship, there wasn't a, an ounce of defense played in the entire game except for one play. Right. Exactly. I think the, I think so, the, the Titans are the masters of. If you don't play your best game and they play a pretty close to best game, they'll you know they'll they'll they'll, they'll pound you in a, they'll pound you in a submission. But to yeah. your to your point, every time in the last few years they've run up against a team with firepower, they've had trouble. And the problem is if everybody who's favored this weekend wins, they get the Bills and they'll get the Bills in Tennessee, which means the weather will be nice nicer than Buffalo. And yep. it's probably a recipe for Josh Allen to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns, and I don't think the Titans can score with them. Now, if the Titans can turn the ball over or get a pick six or trade field goals for touchdowns, like you said earlier, now you're talking, but they have a slimmer path to victory against the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals, to your point, who are all really explosive teams. Yeah. Really explosive teams. So. Yeah. But I think you're right. The Packers thing is funny, too. So the Packers also remind me a little bit of not not the same way as Dallas because Dallas has been choking for much longer uh, and is much more mediocre or bad in the interim. But the Packers are always good, and they've been great like four times in the last eight years, and they've yeah. been underwhelming in the playoffs all four of those times. It is shocking yeah. to me that Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl based on how how – how many times the Packers have been a one or a two seed and given up the ghosts in the first round? Now, I can say this year will be different. I agree with everything you said about them being a nasty, dominant team this year. But until they prove it in the first round of the playoffs, I, I don't want to put my money on the table. You know what I mean? Completely fair. Yeah, no, I... I but are they the most talented, do- dominant team of the year? Fair. Yeah, they are. You know, they, yeah. they've been the most talented, dominant team this year. In a year where they're... And maybe they're it's really 17 weeks, too. maybe it's COVID clearly, but really not a dominant healthy team out there yeah besides and, these guys and they are as they're as close to that correct as, as you're going to get the eagles are healthy but the eagles i don't think are a dominant team no i mean i as much as the jalen hurts you know experience is, it's a good story it's fun I, I, he's he's very rootable but but you know uh, again you, you know you got you need 60 minutes from him for three weeks in a row against schemed up playoff defenses i'm taking aaron Rodgers every time but yeah, I would have taken. I took him hard last year against the Buccaneers, and he wasn't even close. So it's his to lose. I think we can leave it with that. Like it's, it's the, this is the Packers NFC to lose for sure. Not just because yeah. they're the one seed, but because they've been the most explosive team consistently. But who knows, man? Well, 
I, I, I at this point with the, the the big sort of elephant in the room, though, right? Is is Brady? It's like I don't I don't care what anybody says. Like I I I think it's become sort of sports shtick to like have hate against Brady. It's like what the hell are you hating Brady for anymore? The guy's the, the guy's the best football player to ever play. Yeah, for sure. At the at the hardest, most important position, he's done nothing but succeed in his entire career. You know, we've watched him with mediocre talent in New England. You know, a number of times we've won Super Bowls with, with you know, I don't want to say mediocre talent. Like there were definitely good pieces, but you know, you're going to tell me that Wes Welker was you know went on to great success and and did things outside of New England. Well, also, Wes, no, Wel- Wes Welker never won a Super Bowl. You know, and he was probably his best. Oh, he didn't. No, he never won a Super Bowl. Okay, but like when he you played in three, he, he played in Randy three and Moss. lost all three. <laughs> when you when you think of Randy Moss, like, and Ra- Randy Moss and Wes Welker, those are the two most notable names that I can remember. Him, uh, yeah, and he Brown. didn't, and he didn't win with those two guys, which is ironic. And never won with those two guys, right? He won with Dion Branch what? and David Patton and Troy Brown. And Which Super Bowl did Wes Welker lose? Or what bo- was the third one? Both the Giants Giants. ones, and then he was on the Broncos the year that they got destroyed by the Seahawks. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. I was going to say, he wasn't on that, the, the Super Bowl 52 team. No, 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 oh. he, he was on the Broncos in Super Bowl 48. But anyway, yeah, yeah so... The point. The, the like, point is, he's, he, he, I mean, he did it last year. And I, last year, again, I, I wasn't rooting against him. I was just like... Man, they're a five seed. They're going on the road. I mean, yeah. if you look at Brady's entire New England career, the years when they were a wild card and had to go on the road, they did not advance to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. You know, they, there were years when they were like the two seed and had to go on the road for the AFC Championship, but the years they had to play the third game, they never went to the Super Bowl. So I was like, well, here's a guy in a new team first season. They're a five seed, didn't even win their division. They're going to be on the road the whole time. Just, there's just no way Brady's going to be able to win three on the road. And then he did it. And to your point, he just does things. So, yeah, until they get knocked out, they're the champs, and they have the ultimate pedigree. But also, all their weapons – I mean, not all, most of their yeah. weapons are, are done. Well, you have Evans, you have Gronk, and is have they determined if Fournette's playing yet or not? I do not know. I mean, the, Darius Slay can match up on on Mike Evans, and you know he'll still get some receptions, and he's not going to completely shut him down. But I think he can, I think he can make it so that like they're not going to beat him with Mike Evans. I think that their run defense is good enough to stop even Leonard Fournette. They don't have an answer for Gronk. There's not there's not a single guy that can that wears an Eagles uniform that can cover Gronk. Yeah. Well, they I, could try to bring Rodney McLeod down into the box and have him cover him. Good luck. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I just don't know that the the Buccaneers have enough to get through three teams. You know, I just don't. I just, I just don't know that you get that fortunate two years in a row, unless you're a juggernaut. You know, like if you're the Chiefs. But even the Chiefs, you know, they get back to the second Super Bowl last year, heavy favorites, and they throw up on themselves. So. It's going to be a hell of a run here, Dan. It's going to be a hell of a run here. This year could—I think this is the most up for grabs year this 
probably the most up for grabs year there's been in a long time. Isn't it nice though? Like, oh, it's like great. Think about it. Like, with your like, like me, you went into this season with no expectation that your team was going to do anything. It feels di- like I, I don't know. Of course, I want the Eagles to win on Sunday. Yeah. Like, do I think that they're? Do I think they're going to win? No, I, I don't. I, 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 I feel like they can if they play their absolute best game and Tampa makes some mistakes, but. If they play mediocre, if they play a good game and Tampa plays, you know, a mediocre game, Tampa can still beat them. Right. But there's no expectation. It's like you're I'm, my my guys are getting playoff experience. My young guys are going to have played in playoff games so that when they are ready to compete, they'll have that. And it's going to be nice to sit back and kind of watch that and be like, you know, all right, cool. This is house money. This this game here is gravy. Whereas. Super Bowl year, yeah, I I know Wentz was hurt and everything, but like I was, I I'm telling you, man, I'm not even. And I, you can ask any of the, the guys that I talk to in my Eagles circle regularly. I when they, I I, I I said at the outset, I actually have a post in, on social media somewhere. You could go back and look of me saying that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl before the game even started. This is this is different. This is you know whatever. I mean, well, I'll be bummed when the season's over, but you know, I got a playoff game this year when I didn't expect that I'd be even watching relevant football in December. So yeah, no, I'm it's good. a fun, it's a fun place to be every once in a while for sure. So, so right, man. why do you what? Tell me, tell me your argument against thinking that the, that the Patriots can't beat the Bills. Um. I honestly, unless he proves it this weekend, I don't think Mac Jones is comfortable playing in the cold. Um, and okay. besides, besides the Jaguars game two weeks ago, he's had three bad games against good teams in a row. Uh, and then their fifth game was the game that he wasn't allowed to pass in. Against the Bills, so <laughs> the three pass game. So you know the the last good win they had, where he wasn't a gimmick, was the Titans. But uh, the Dolphins, pretty damn good win. Oh, 100 percent. But it was seven weeks ago, and the Dolphins, you know, continue to own the Patriots. Um, very troubling. And Mac threw the ball over the field, and not in a good way. He put the ball on the ground. He put the ball in the end zone for the wrong team. I just don't think he's a 60-minute quarterback yet, and they are not good enough to overcome being down 10 points. And I think four out of the last five games, he's put them down by 10 points by being an erratic rookie quarterback, which is what he is. So I just don't think Jared Allen – it's just too much of it. If, he, if Allen is a bad game, that's your shot. If Allen plays yeah. good or great, you are, you're toast because you can't go, you can't trade touchdowns at them. And I just yeah. think, you know, they got embarrassed at home in the three pass game. Yeah, they they righted the wrongs by beating the Pats two weeks ago, but it was on the road, and you know their fans are going to want blood. I, you know, I just think they're. It's not to your yeah. point. It's not the Patriots' year. It's just it's it's an amazing story that they're in the playoffs. And frankly, the fact that they won seven games with Cam Newton as a quarterback last year is also amazing because Cam hasn't won a game for Carolina since the 2018 season. 
Um, didn't they pay him to come back? Didn't they pay him six million bucks to come back or something like that? Yeah, he got paid more to pay play for them for five weeks than he got paid all last season by the Patriots by like six X. So, so anyway, I'm just happy they're in the playoffs. I'm happy they're getting experience. I think Mac's going to be much better in the next two years. But you're playing you're playing Allen and the Bills at home, and I agree. I think that their window is going to close. And again, when you got a quarterback like Allen, it's like having Aaron Rodgers. You're, you go on peaks and valleys. Your window opens, it closes, it opens, it closes, it opens, it closes. But there, Allen in his first in his first act window is going to close here pretty soon. And this is their year to beat yeah. the Chiefs, and this is their year to, you know, maybe beat a weak Titans number one seed on the road, firepower wise. I think to yep. your point, this is their year. So, you know, if, if Mack can put together sixty minutes, or if Allen has a bad game, same thing. Yeah, Patriots can win, but. They just, I think, I heard someone yeah. say this the other day on a podcast, they they take care of business against the bad teams, and sometimes they can give the good teams a run for their money. And last year, they couldn't even take care of business against the bad teams. So I love the trajectory, but they're not a, yep. they're not a, they're not a AFC championship game level level team right sure. now. So, which is great. Again, it's house money. I I'm just glad they're back in the playoffs. It's glad back. So it's been so long for you, Gab. How 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 have the poor Boston fans been able to last through this drought of playoff success? I mean, it's it's really hard, you know. It's really hard. But you know, the good news is now nobody can say Belichick's never uh, made the playoffs without Brady. Which, by the way, is bullshit. Is bullcrap because I think he made it with Davini Testaverde back in the Browns days. But who cares? Anyway. Yeah. People forget about Vinny Testaverde and the Browns. All right, man, stick around for a second. We'll catch up. But great, great playoff preview in the books. Maybe next year we'll have a, sh- a show that's in the zeitgeist we've both seen, and we'll get back on track. Outstanding. But uh, thanks uh, for being on, man. I appreciate screw it. Screw Carson Wentz. <laughs> thanks for having me, Gav. You got it.